Hey everybody, this is the LSD Podcast. First of all, thanks for listening. Second of all, you're not being forced to. During our podcast, we will attempt to entertain you, make you think a little bit. We believe in the First Amendment and our right to our own opinions. You may disagree, and you can always vocalize those disagreements with us. But if you're easily offended, we're probably not the podcast for you. We try to make you think of things from a lighthearted side. We talk politics. Yeah, and occasionally we even bash religion. And we make fun of certain groups and even ourselves. So if you're that easily offended, please don't listen to our podcast any further. You're not being forced to. Now, let's try to be entertaining. Welcome to The Lighter Side of Dark, Season 8. One of the fastest growing podcasts in the U.S. Now, here to make your eyes roll and attempt to entertain you are Solio and Smith. Milk. On to airplane. Welcome, everybody. It is the uh, final episode of Season 8, Episode 104. 104. 104. We're in the uh, full... We're, we're fully doing just episodes. Now. Yes. Did, did you have to do the hand gesture when you did that? I Was did. that the international symbol for we're fully doing what... I can only speak with yeah. my hands. That's why well, uh, for those of you watching us on YouTube, and we don't know how you're doing that because we're not on there, uh, this is the first time where Solio and I both are clean-shaven. Oh, God, it is. No beards on either one just, of us. Just a little stubble. No facial hair, no nothing. Yeah. What prompted yours? I was... Uh, going... Was it was it beard lice again? Did you catch <laughs> beard, beard lice, lice again? Yeah. And with the with the length it was, it's a surprise. I actually... um, I was going to trim it, and I thought it was on the maximum length so uh... I could start, and it was on the... So I, I just... Ch- I looked, and I cut a chunk right out. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, there's really minute, no way... you could way. look like a rapper from the early 90s, like a B-boy. I did have a little fun with it before I took it all, you know, made it into a long goatee, and, and look, I'm like, wow, that's horrible. And then I finally just said... My okay. wife loves me to be clean-shaven, and I've, I've done it for like, I don't know, last 12, 13 years right. for her. Then I grew my little grandpa patch uh, last year when I became a grandfather, and it's hard to believe uh, she's going to be a year old in a couple of weeks. <sighs> that's, that's absolutely insane. It's nuts. It is crazy. Um, but this is our, our final episode for Season 8. We're, we're excited to be here with you guys. We've got a lot of fun stuff planned. Paul is down to six days in jail on Florida Man. You could get down to three days today. You won't get out of jail this season. So during our month off, you'll... I'll, you, I'll have time to think about what I, what I need to focus on. You to could get be those out lasts. the first week of Season 9. I could be... Me? I'm, uh, I'm at 12. So I'd have to get four right in a row, which I don't think I've ever done, because you pick t- terrible cards and you just I do. fuck I, with me unmercifully. I have the touch. The I have the, just the the what's the the Midas touch? It's, that's a bad thing anyway, right? The Midas touch. Yeah. I guess it could it it could be that. The irony. How of it. could this be news? Well, here are your hosts, Dave Solio and Smith. Thank you, Dave. Uh, we want to talk uh, very quickly. Uh, a friend of mine sent me a video clip, and I sent it over to Solio, and we would, uh, at least I can say, I would love to invite people to look at the clip themselves. This was a bunch of footage that was given to the January 6th committee that was kind of, um, at least from what I was kind of forgotten about, it, it's not pertinent. <clears throat> Don't look at timestamp 1 p.m. to 107. Look at timestamp 109 to 111. And in this video, it absolutely positively shows that the police officers, especially on January 6th, were doing the opposite of what we were told they were doing. Mm-hmm. We were told they were guarding <clears throat> hallways, guarding doorways, not letting the, the protesters and rioters get in. But in this video, it literally shows them walking the shaman around, opening doors for him, 
literally giving a tour. It also shows some of them picking up stuff, putting it back on the, on the, sh- on the shelves where it belongs. Don't get me wrong, it doesn't mean it's okay. What they did, they broke the doors, they broke the windows down. Mm-hmm. I guess somebody took a shit, wiped feces or whatever. So I'm not saying, whoops, this video means nothing happened. I think it shows that something happened. I just think it shows that something different happened. Well, that's the whole intent of, of when you give someone access to footage that no one else has access to, and then you let them edit it how they want. You can paint your own narrative, and that's exactly what he did. And, and they're all pissed at him. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. But, I mean, both Republicans and Democrats did not want this particular video or this particular type uh, being out there. It reminds me about three and a half months ago, maybe four months ago, when Pelosi's husband was supposedly attacked with a hammer in his house. Um, that went that went away pretty quickly, mm. and the guy is not in jail. He he was never charged. Really? Yeah, because when the police got there, they didn't even notice that anything was going on. There wasn't a struggle. There wasn't a scuffle. Really? There wasn't any. But but when they made the report that night, that report is absolutely gone from the internet now. I've got it, but you cannot find. That was a huge story. Yeah, you cannot find this part. Um, oh boy, you just opened up a whole new conspiracy uh, bag here. I didn't realize that that I mean, went away. Both Pelosi's husband and the attacker were both in their tidy whities. Yeah. So it's so it. Oh it, boy, I'm not. I'm not saying anything. Oh, are we I saying mean, maybe he was a little hanky panky? There's some panky going on. Oh some spanky, boy, maybe some spanky panky. I don't know. Maybe that's why she retired. Hey, and, if you and, retire, we won't tell everybody. And that's that's what again. I uh, I, I watch a, a ton of uh, of video debates. I watch uh, the left and the right. I uh, I do like uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson. I don't like to read his stuff. I've got his book right there. Mm-hmm. I got to the second rule of the 12 simple rules of life. And I'm like, dude, this, this guy's boring me to death while reading him. But if I hear him talk and I hear him say the things in the book, it makes more sense. And I've also listened to uh, Ben Shapiro. And there are things that I absolutely positively hundred percent agree with him on. And then there's things where I go, Oh, now he just lost me. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to be one of those people that looks and doesn't decide ahead of time what I think the, the narrative is until I've seen everything. But I saw that video. I'm like, this is not good for politics because... But that's kind of what the fear was going to be. When you hand someone like... Tucker Carlson is... I guess the, the, the way I think of him is he's kind of almost like a rogue Russian asset in a sense. Because for him to do this uh, w- without Republicans' blessing is interesting and a little bit different. I think what it shows is that in the past, the, re- the Republican conservative right-wing agenda has all aligned with the rush you know it's like all the russian psyops it's all aligned but now suddenly if if there's financial interest at stake they they might be starting to splinter and i think it's showing he did this for somebody whoever he's been you know uh, beholden to um but it's sure all it does is make us look bad as a government as a country it it minimizes you know he conveniently how many hours of footage was he given, and, and how long was the video? I mean, that should that tells us a little bit, right, um, about how selective this probably was. Well, the thing the thing is though is that uh, the the video footage that we saw prior to this mm-hmm. was also edited to play that narrative, mm-hmm. and now this this footage is showing the opposite of it, where there's no doubt in my mind that it was a riot, and the reason that it should be called an insurrection or an attempted coup is they were trying to stop our 
legislative process. So that's just a fact. Yeah. Um, ben Shapiro says that facts don't care about your feelings, and that that's a fact. But when when it was painted that thousands of them were just running roughshod through the Capitol and the police were being trampled on everywhere, and you see these cops walk along, pull out their keys, open the door, show them in, it, it's it's a different thing entirely. Right. But again, it's 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 only what they're showing. There is how much footage of that versus how much of the footage that is that is rough. So. I mean, in, unless we got to look at it, we won't get to see. It's kind of like the difference of, of someone ringing the doorbell um, and walking away because he's just casing the joint. And then you get that on video, but you don't see him later when he breaks in and, and is all violent. So, you know, if you're only getting a portion of the picture, it's not I don't really know if you remember fair. probably, I don't know, what it was, maybe 10 years ago, 8, 9 years ago, uh, football player Ray Rice knocking out his fiance mm-hmm. in the elevator. Yeah. That was a horrible thing to watch. Yeah, but I'll never, scary. I'll never forget a comedian at Side Splitters Comedy Club where Paul likes to go for comedy. <laughs> um, the way it was right after it happened, he's up there. He goes, "Listen, I'm telling you right now, no excuse, ever hitting a woman." And the crowd applauded and cheered. And he goes, "But we don't really know what she said to him." <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "She might have leaned over and said, your brother's dick's bigger than yours.'" Boom, I'm popping a bitch at that point. You know, uh, he goes, I've never hit a woman, but I've shook some bitches. So, uh, no, we're not we're not condoning violence against women. But that's, again, in the video, you see something, but you don't know what precipitated it. You sure. don't know what led up to it. And yeah, everything has context. Everything and, does. And, and it doesn't justify it or not justify it, but but you want the full picture to make a judgment. And you can't unless you have if, it. If, if I were going to write a book now, and I'm not, but if I were, if there was a gun to my head, I would I would call the book... Um, intent. That would be the title. Intent. And I, I, I bet I could fill a book with, with stories and, uh, and situations that have happened to me where someone mistook my intent or completely told me what my intent was. Right, just assumptions. So we've talked about jokes. So, that joke is offensive to, to you. you. Right. Right. You, it's the way you took That's it. an important part yeah. of the... Of the joke itself is not offensive. The person is not being offensive. You took it as right. such. Um, you know, being woke, there's a lot of great things about being woke and being aware. But That's what it's supposed to mean. But John Stewart explained it. He goes, wow, I just found out I'm woke. I just thought I was really good at history. Hmm. And and that's why when you see people talking about, oh, critical race theory, is being taught to all five-year-old. There have been instances where they have found that kids at that age are being taught a bunch of stuff that you and I were being taught our numbers, our letters, our colors, and how to behave. Mm-hmm. You know, because most, most adaptive behavior to society happens before seven years old. I always love it when somebody says, you know, how hard it is to learn a language. How did we learn English? We grew up around it. Right. You know, we we, we certainly learned what no meant mm-hmm. right off the bat. And we yeah. also knew what come here meant when your mom pointed to her to her feet and said come here. And it is easier when you grow up as your brain has been developing to learn whatever language you're first learning. You know, you, you absorb it more and, and it so that's why you know it's yeah. it's hard to learn. So I, I don't I don't think it's a good idea to teach four year olds that they need to write a letter to the Cleveland Indians asking them to change their name. You know they're four. Yeah, I, I think there's a difference between when it's appropriate to introduce social issues like that. That's to me something you introduce more in high school, college age. Absolutely. Um, and and so that's why I think 
maybe they're creating a bullshit argument uh, just to attack it. And they seem to do that a lot on the right. So how excited are you that uh, Trump and DeSantis are going at it and, and, and they're literally going to be two T-Rexes battling. You and know, then after they're both laying dead, Biden or somebody, a stegosaurus will just walk right through. That's what I'm hoping for. I, I think what I'm worried about is De- DeSantis is going, he's going to wait as long as he possibly can to declare. I, I think he wants, he's either hoping Trump dies um, so that he can use him as a martyr and rally behind him, even though Trump would be fighting him. Aren't we all? Um, right. Um, um, or And so he's waiting and biding his time as long as he can. But I think if Trump is still around and still making noise and it's time to, to shit or get off the pot, I think he's going to wait. He's young enough to be able to do that. He's going to wait, hope Trump dies in that four years is not the picture of health, um, or hope that something puts him away so that he can then He's the picture of Alfred Hitchcock's uh, cartoon Shadow at the beginning of Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Um, Yeah, no, DeSantis really worries me. He's making a lot of overtly fascist moves, uh, a lot of 1984 and and real... We live in Florida. We play Florida man. He says he he wants wants to make America just like Florida. Actually, plenty of things I'd like to see change about Florida. Me too. Speaking of Florida... (laughs) Yeah. Hey, gang, do you know what time it is? It's time for the Florida Man Game Show, brought to you by Game Show Party, right here in the Tampa Bay area. Florida is famous for its crazy Florida Man headlines, with all the crazy stuff done only by a Floridian. Well, in this game, both of our hosts are sentenced to 21 days in the county jail. Falls down to six. Each of them will be read three real headlines from the newspaper or the nightly news. And we have to try to guess one, which one, which one is fake. One of these is fake, and God I'm gonna us. I'm, I'm gonna bring you down on this one. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna put you right. back in jail for it'll be your fourth. Uh, you'll back up to uh, back up to seven. So put me at seven, right? A Florida man found with seven stolen zoo animals in his apartment. Okay. A Florida man found with seven, Paul. Seven. What's in the box? Seven. Seven. Stolen zoo animals in an apartment. All right. I feel like it's Sesame Street. Seven. Seven stolen five. zoo animals I am counting. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, your next one is Florida Man bursts into X's delivery room and fights her new boyfriend while his ex has a baby. Boy, that's right out of Springer. Springer's ER. All right. Okay. Final one. Florida woman, woman, Florida woman loses her wedding ring while feeding a seagull who bit her finger. So okay. here are your three choices okay. again. You could be Boy. almost out of jail if you get this right, Paul. I'm really pulling for it. I'm not trying to fuck with you. Florida man found with seven stolen zoo animals in apartment. Florida man bursts into X's delivery room, fights her new boyfriend while she has the baby, or a Florida woman loses wedding ring while feeding seagull who bit her finger. God, this is... Yeah, God, I hope you get this right. Why don't one of us get out of jail? If not, the whole season, season nine will be you, you just reading to me. I, yeah, that's true. We'll have to. Would you like right. me to read them again? So or you, one, one, one more one, time. Absolutely. The summary. We'll, we'll... It's because I care. Florida man found with seven stolen zoo animals in his apartment. Okay. Florida man bursts into ex's delivery room, fights her new boyfriend while she has the baby. <clears throat> or Florida woman loses wedding ring while feeding seagull. Bit. Finger. So I'm thinking it has to fake one if, if I have to choose 
eliminate I'm going to eliminate the middle one only because that sounds like Thursday afternoon. Um, Jerry, Jerry, but uh, who knows? So that leaves me with the um, the the wedding ring being ripped off, or the uh, it just says loses wedding ring. Loses. Okay, so the presumption that just uh, here's what I'm assuming. Uh, somebody knocked on the door, found a uh, and hurt smell, finds you know zoo animals in an apartment. A woman feeding seagulls, a tourist, you know, tossing stuff up. They swoop down. They bite her. She flings her hand, and the ring lands in the sand someplace, and you never find it. Yeah. So I'm seeing two different things there. Yeah. You know? I'm going to say the, the, the fake one is seven zoo animals, because that seems like a lot to, te- to, to hold. Uh, so I'll just say seven zoo animals. Ladies and gentlemen, if he gets this right, he'll be down to three days in jail and could be out. We'll be right back after these messages to tell you what happened. Good night, everyone. I got you. Woman loses wedding ring while feeding seagull. But you're only up to four days. Yeah, that's true. So, all right. Let's see what we got here. Florida man tries to steal beer, bites employee. Florida man tries to steal 26 cars from jail parking just after being released. (laughs) Florida man gets in sword fight over cow branding dispute. Oh, I will definitely read these again. A. Florida man tries to steal beer, bites employee. B. Florida man tries to steal 26 cars from jail parking just after being released. Or C. Florida man gets in sword fight over cow branding dispute. Which of those is so fake. the so the, so he's got like the two guys have like branding tools I'm assuming and they're yeah swashbuckling in the state of Florida that's it you real manners use one of them Texans or a guy bites an employee over trying to steal a beer Florida man tries to steal beer bites employee Florida man tries to steal twenty six cars from jail parking just after being released. Florida man gets in sword fight over a cow branding dispute. If I get this right, I will drop down to nine days. You will be single digits. I'm thinking. One of these is completely made up. The others are somehow completely accurately real. I'm going to go with the branding iron sword fight. Ladies and gentlemen, down to nine days. Yay! Yes! Single digits. All right. That's so when we get back for season right. nine, I'll be at nine days. Nine and foe. And you will be at foe. See, things can turn in a hurry when you get those three. No, you were at six, so now you're at seven. Oh, that's right, because I was at six. Right, I, I was yeah. trying to get to three. I was at six, three. though. Okay, All right. There we go. So that sounds a little more. Are you gonna do Bible or bullshit now? Get that out of the way. Sure. Or you, yeah, you I'm, got, I'm, I'm ready for that. This is the your, uh, final Bible or bullshit. This is gonna be the one that's gonna either make you a sinner or a saint. Okay. It's time make for the break. LSD podcast's brand new feature: Bible or bullshit. God, this guy's got a great voice. Be given quotes, possibly from the Bible or possibly bullshit. They have to decide. This one's not gonna be easy. Praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, Paul, this is your final chance. You're six and six. Because if you get one more six, you'd be the mark of the beast, six, six, six. Oh, my goodness. I know what that means. <laughs> Something bad's going to happen, according to the Bible. Are you ready? I'm ready. 
One of these phrases is from the Bible. One of these is bullshit. Here you go. And she left her home. She bared him seven children, yet no male child lived, and as a result, she shall become a dutiful second wife to him, and shall clean and cook and raise the children, so that he may find another wife with a womb worthy to give this man his heir. Boy. So saith the Lord. That is harsh. That's harsh. Well, they're still doing that in Mormon places. I can see. There's a lot of harshness. You become wife one, wife two, wife three. There's the sister wife thing. Is that that's, that's right. what that's, that's exactly what that's now? So it wept. I don't know if that was from the Bible or bullshit. You're going to, have to figure that okay, out. Okay, all right. Second, second one. This this all could be Bible or could be bullshit. At a lodging place on the way, okay. the Lord met Moses and was about to kill him, <laughs> but Zipporah took a flint knife, cut off her son's foreskin, and touched Moses's feet with it. Surely. You are a bridegroom of blood to me, she said, and the Lord let him alone. Boy, I tell you, that Bible, something really we want those kids. So, we've got either you are blaming the woman for not giving you a son, even though it's the guy's fault, and then saying you're no good, so you could be like a secondary wife. You're like the side chick now, basically. That's what this is saying. So I'm going to find a woman that's more worthy that can help bear me a son. So there's that option. Or mother's going to cut off foreskin. Touch somebody on the foot with it. Touch somebody on the foot with it. And that means everything's okay. And, and cleanse. Uh, boy. I, I'm going to say, and I don't know how I feel about this, but maybe the foreskin one is the bullshit and the and the and the second wife it sounds it certainly sounds like something they would want i don't know if it's in the bible but let's see if i make so it so you're going with the bear of seven children is real and the I, foreskin is fake i think the foreskin is fake i hope <laughs> we're now we're giving now we have a bris happening? Paul, I'm telling you right now, Exodus chapter 4, verses 25, 24, 25, and 26. At a lodging place on the way, the Lord met Moses and was about to kill him. But Zipporah, you remember Zipporah, the, the Zippo lighter was named after? Yes, yes, I, I uh, had one. Took, took a flint knife and cut off her son's foreskin on his PD. Okay. Touched Moses' feet with it, and all of a sudden, surely you're a bridegroom of blood to me, she said, and the Lord let him alone. So next time you're being chased by the Lord, just rip off a little hunk of your foreskin, and touch on somebody's feet. Safe. And then at, at, at that point, you hear this. You're safe. Wow, that's all it takes. So, so you were six and seven for the season in Bible or bullshit. I play. can't believe it. So that is how... Yeah. That goes to show you, because I think I struggled with every single answer because both sounded so horrific. And look at that six. Let me give you. Let me give you some perspective. And seven. A fifty-nine-year-old white atheist wrote seven verses that you couldn't believe, and you believed them. Because I, I think you're a representation of normalcy. You're a normal dude. It's one one opinion, but I'm I'm certainly not. Uh, I don't identify with any religion particularly, so I'm trying to approach this. As an outsider, I guess, and, and open to hearing something being preached at me or read to me from their religion. And, and it just, it's funny to hear. I was wrong sometimes, but that's because I was trying to choose the lesser. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and look what happened. Yep. 
under 500 yep, if we're you, going you, by uh, you, sports you terms. You, yep, you were you were absolutely positively. <laughs> if this was a fantasy football Bible league, I would not be in the winner's bracket. I Speaking of fantasy football, I want to make sure that uh, you know there's an opening in our league next year. Oh, yeah, I don't think I'm hardcore enough for you guys. You guys are like defensive player. You have a lot of of uh, expertise in that league that I, I don't know if. I could get you. I could get you ready. We're going to be back with uh, second segment. Our uh, featured year in review uh, this year is nineteen. This episode, excuse me, is nineteen seventy, and uh, we'll have our remake or not to remake. And I'm looking forward to season nine. We got some great music stuff coming your way. So listen to this clip. This is a father talking to his son, and I would guarantee you that if people raise their child the way this guy's raising this young man, we'd all be in a better place. We'll be back. What's the wrong thing to do? Something that arms someone else. And what do you have the right to do? Anything that does not arm someone else. How should you not treat people? How you would not want them to treat you. How should you treat people? How you would want them to treat you. If someone is harming you, what do you have the right to do? Defend myself. If you see someone else being harmed, what should you do? Defend the person being harmed. What are you here to do? Learn and grow. What else are you here to do? Live free. Who's in control of your actions? I am. How do you exist in unity consciousness? So I think, so I feel, and so I act. Hey everybody, this is Rob Smith with the LSD Podcast. Tell you about our latest sponsor, CMX Cinemas, the Cinebistro as it's known. We'd like to definitely recommend you go out and give them a try. CMX Cinebistro Hyde Park is a one-of-a-kind elevated movie-going experience with amenities such as all-reserved recliner seating, full-service in-theater dining, extensive beer, wine, and cocktail selections, and a chef-crafted menu. All auditoriums feature 4K digital projection and a 7.1 surround sound. Guests may choose to dine in the restaurant and bar, even if not seeing a movie, and are never required to order food or drinks when seeing a movie. We also offer traditional movie concessions such as hot, fresh popcorn, candies, and snacks. The multifunctional theater is also available to rent for movie screenings, birthday parties, corporate events, meetings, and all kinds of celebrations. I can tell you from personal experience, my wife and I are both spoiled. We don't like to go see the movies anymore. We prefer the Cinebistro. So check them out, go online, and get your tickets today. We're giving away free tickets to this December's holiday season at the CMX Cinebistro. So if you vote on our Facebook page, you could be a winner. Hey everyone, this is Solio from the Lighter Side of Dark, and I want to talk about my favorite bakery in the whole world, Cuppy Cakes. If you live in the greater Tampa Bay area and you have a special event coming up, a wedding, birthday, getting off probation, I want you to give them a call. Go to their website. Check out their work. It is impeccable. They've been around since 2011, and they make the most incredible custom cakes you'll ever see. www.ourcuppycakes.com, or you can find them on Pinterest, Instagram, or Facebook. Check them out today. I promise you won't be disappointed. Cuppy Cakes, where life is sweet. This is Christopher Walken. I want to tell you, you're listening currently to the lighter side of Doc Podcast. I love the way he says that. Podcast. You are listening to LSD Season 8, Episode 13, or Episode 104, as we're calling them going forward. 104, baby. That's right. Welcome back, and now to the second segment of the show, where our hosts feature their vast musical knowledge. We are going to uh, share our vast musical knowledge. Do you want to do the uh, remake or not to remake, or you want to do the year in review first? 
Uh, we can do the year in review. All right, we'll do the year in review. All right, 1970, by the way, gang, 1970. Uh, Paul and I were talking about uh, what was the biggest song of the year. Do you have that one ready? There it is, people. Paul Simon, Art Garfunkel. Beautiful, beautiful song. Bridge over troubled water. When you're weary, feeling that song was number one for six straight weeks, right around the uh, the middle. Another big song of 1970, B.J. Thomas. How would you like to have initials B.J. Paul? You know, I just wonder how they get to that point. Special here. And just like the guy whose feet are too big for his bed, nothing seems to fit. Those raindrops are falling on my head, they keep falling. So BJ Thomas raindrops keep falling ahead, number one for four straight weeks that same year. That same year indeed. Now, interesting to think that they were on the charts at this point. But they had a little left. This was in the, the tank. last year. This was the year they broke up. That's 1970. It's all they had left in the tank. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Beatles. The Beatles. Let it beef. Let us beef, as I. Let us beef. How do you like when you burn? This is a fun song that I have on my middle of the road set on my on my computer. Bobby Bloom on Tigo Bay. Very popular song back then. What you got next? Well, uh, how about the song about the boy or the girl? Or the girl, the boy. The champagne tastes like Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Lola, the kinks, as it were. <laughs> Another massive hit in 1970. It comes in very softly. It does. Why do birds suddenly appear? It's amazing. Normally, when you isolate vocals, it, it can sound strange, but here we get to hear it and just like pure. Me. Amazing. Just a pure voice. Hard to believe that came out of basically a, a walking skeleton. I know. It's so sad. The whole story of her is so sad. And I think that was just a matter of the mix and the way it was mixed here. I, right? I always love the harmony yeah. between her, her and Richard, her brother. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful song. Uh, she, her voice just really, like you said, very pure. Ah, oh, the old. How did we name this song story? Chicago. 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 That was right after they changed their name from Chicago Transit Authority to just Chicago. And notice there's the horns still in 
yes. full effect. Yes. Yes. Peter Sarah hadn't showed up and ruin, ruined, yeah. ruined, as Stewie would say, ruined them. Ruined when he showed up and, and they said, the, okay, listen, you know, the 80s wanted to be all just blah. So we're going we're gonna to take the soul out. All right, what's your next one? Oh, Mr. Fogarty and Company with Creedence Clearwater Revival. Who will stop the rain? He loves to write about rain. Yes. Raining. Swamps. And doo-doo. Doo-doo. Doo. And, and, and doo-doo, the back door. Yeah, looking out the back door and seeing doo-doo. So, yeah, who will stop the rain? Oh, well, Hard I to believe this is a man singing this song. Hard to believe. But it's true. I've got one of my regular karaoke people. This guy can sing the shit out of the song. I could, but I'd have to wear really, really tight bikini briefs. Mr. Eddie Holman. Now you know who he is, Mr. And Mrs. Holman's kid. Mr. Lonely. Hey there, lonely girls. Giving it a big squeeze. I got news for you. If that girl's that lonely, if she hears a guy like that calling out, she may not respond. <laughs> She's going to be like, yeah, I'm lonely, but that's creepy. So, ladies and gentlemen, JT. He's in my top five of favorite artists. He's great. Really just... Uh, Great singer, songwriter, such a unique sounding voice. Just yesterday morning, and such a sad song. Let me know you were gone. Love this song. Suzanne, the plans Very, uh, they wistful and uh, you know, it's hard to find songs that are depressing but feel good to listen to and get depressed about. That, that that's one of them, and it's hard to explain what that feeling is in it, and it's different for everybody. Take a minute to explain it. I don't know if I can, but you just said it was hard. Yeah. I think it's I think it's difficult. So to don't do say that. it's hard to explain. Say it's unable to be explained. It is impossible. No one can explain fire it's and rain. It's not going to happen. It's unexplainable. It's Take all the explanations. Put them over them here. Away. Flush because, them. Yeah. Here's a guy. Maybe you remember him. I don't know if it's a guy. Elvis, poor Elvis, Aaron Presley, thank you very much. The Nader Years. The Wonder of You, one of his last charting songs, by the way. That's the remix of The Wonder of You, You, You. The Beastie Boys uh, sampling it. Um, so, yeah, that was, uh, that was uh, the end of the Elvis era, basically. It's no good for us at all. Good job. Good. I can't hear that song without thinking of the movie Rush Hour with Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan. And then he's playing that. He goes, he goes, man, you gotta say it like this. Whoa, what is it good for? That was cracking me up. Edwin Starr. Well, gang. speaking of horns and saxophones, the eyes of March. I'm your vehicle, baby. Another great song when somebody sings on a karaoke and they do well. Yeah. This has a real strong horn intro. Again, it's just... It, it, it. Oh, the Guess Who? Um, I don't know who. The Guess Who? I'm asking you what's the name of this group. And I'm telling you I don't know. No, the Guess Who? Okay, when it's time to pay him, his wife comes down and collects it. Who does she get the check for? Exactly. The, no, the guess who? Stay away from 
This was a remake. That's right. Not remake earlier in the season. I think uh, Mr. Kravitz took it down, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's like 55, 45. It was close. But one of the few. Well, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't fuck it up. He left it alone. That's that's why. That's what it was. He made it. He made it uh, tolerable. Here was a song that was number one for a month. My sweet load. I mean, Lord. My sweaty load. <laughs> Who of the Beatles had the most successful solo career? Because they uh, all. Well, what are we measuring it by? Number one hits? Because that's the interesting trivia question answer, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, George Harrison had, I think, three hits that were top forty worthy. Uh, John Lennon, I think, had four. Because he died relatively early right. in 1980, McCartney with Wings had several hits, and then did all the stuff with Michael Jackson in the early 80s, and Ringo Starr had one. You know, you're 16, you're beautiful in your mind. You know, I hope we're in Alabama, mm-hmm. maybe Mississippi. Yeah, she's got three kids if she's 16. <laughs> yeah, by then, <laughs> by then she's working in the factory for six years. She's got three kids if she's 16 in Mississippi. So, uh, yeah, I think McCartney probably had the better and bigger, more money-making solo career. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it probably depends on what you could – we could measure it financially, obviously. But like you said, there's some factors that, that make it uneven because of the, the limitations on uh, Personally, in my, in, in my opinion, Imagine is one of the most beautiful songs ever written. Mm. As far as lyrical content mm. and message, it's just absolutely fantastic. Love it. This song was also number one for an entire month back in 1970. This might have made our on our remakes list, was it not? Uh... Michael Jackson was black when he was doing this, right? Yes, okay, he was. To the oh, good early '80s, man. Solidly, Mariah's version was good. You want to talk rock, real, real classic rock? Sure. What a great intro. It's such a beer commercial. Oh, it sure is. <laughs> It's like southern rock, but it's got a little bit of a hard rock edge on top of it, and, it, and it's it's a great song. I got two funny songs. Two, I would call these almost like novelty hits. Sure. Right now, one night while hosting karaoke, I got this song in kamikaze karaoke, and I won <laughs> the night because people didn't realize how well I know this song. And sometimes it's about that, yep. how you perform it. Have you ever done Kamikaze Karaoke? I know you've hosted a lot kamikaze, of karaoke Kamikaze, I, I might have done it once in my life before. Yeah, and I, and I, for those I, of you I got my Sharona. Yeah, for it. those of you that don't know what it is, uh, at Kamikaze Karaoke, you put your name uh, in a bucket, and then you put a, a number, like 1 to 10, in the other one. So they draw out your name and draw out number 7, where people have picked out 10 random songs, and you have to sing number 7. As long as it's a guy song, if it's a girl song, you can pull that pull gotcha. out. And I got I Think I Love You and did well. But this one, oh man, I guarantee you, you don't know the group. I guarantee you. 
Right, that's right, I'm sad and blue Cause I can't do the boogaloo I'm lost, I'm lost, can't do my thing And that's why I sing Gimme, gimme that thing You know, it's funny. Everybody knows this song, and they, they probably hear it without the lyrics a lot. The song is Gimme Dat Ding. Gimme Dat Ding. They really gimme, did write it out yeah, like that, Yeah, huh? Gimme Dat Ding by the Pipkins. The Pipkins. The Pipkins, yes. Gimme Dat Ding. Gimme Dat Ding. It's funny. It's almost become sort of an instrumental um, background in, in either sketches or... It was on Benny Hill. Yeah, it's, it sounds like that's exactly right. It was. They used it on Benny Hill without the lyrics. And and I think it's been used before. It just has that silly little... Give like me that thing. Yeah, novelty. We, we should use that as the uh, as the theme song to our new game show that we put together, Devil or Angel. Give me that thing. It's just happy. Give me that It is happy. That's, that's what it's, it's goofy. It's, it's happy. And it's a shame. Here's the spinners. It's a shame the way you mess around on your man. Boy, they, they really ease into it. Can't run out of time, guys. It's a shame. I know it's a shame. It's a shame it took you so long to start singing. Well, I grew up in the great state of... Indiana. Indiana, absolutely. This song was hugely popular in 1970 in Indiana. Did you recognize it? understand why it was big in Indiana. Yeah, we've never mentioned it in Indiana. I see it here. Anything else. Taylor. Indiana wants me right here. Considered a Motown. Interesting. This guy was, uh, though he started as Little Stevie Wonder, this was <laughs> one of his biggest crossover hits. Little Stevie Wonder. Signed, sealed, and also delivered. Thank you very much, Stevie. Stevie, Stevie, Stevie. Sugar Something. Just gonna take a wild guess and assume he saw some green-eyed lady in the front row at some concert. And just yeah, I'm sure he was looking in her eyes. Yeah, well, that's the first thing he noticed, and then backstage. After their success at Woodstock, this was one of Santana's first commercial hits. It's interesting, too, because it's, it's, you never know what's going to become a mainstream hit. It certainly didn't sound like anything on the radio at the time. You remember the trivia question, what was Santana's uh, first number one hit? Um, I don't remember. I, no, yes, I do. It's uh, Rob Thomas. Smooth. Smooth. Yeah. They said, Carlos, play guitar. We're going to bring in a singer. 
Right. And we're going to give you number one song. Yeah, basically. Then after they did that, they brought in Wyclef Jean, did Maria Maria. You know. Right. Smart. They just Make it money. Brought them into the factory. You've done a lot for music. So. All right. We got uh, one more for you and one more for me. Make All them right. good. All right. So for, uh, you want... Yeah, my, you go first. All right. You know, if we're talking oh, legends... You gotta love it. It's Neil is one of them. Cracklin' Rosie. This is a good middle of the road for the right demographic. It's not too, uh, not too loud. Yeah, good it's tempo. it's one it's one that I would uh, that I would play in uh, in my middle of the road set. Well, mine is uh, it, it was eventually remade into a pretty decent version, but this is the original. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Mungo Jerry. Mungo Jerry. Who basically says, if you're dating a poor girl, it's okay to do whatever the hell you want to her. Pretty much, however you want it done. But if she's rich, be nice. Great message. So that is the year in review, 1970. We've been all over the uh, all over the spectrum, 1957 all the way up to 2004, I think we did. And... Um, yeah, it's it's really weird because all these uh, time periods, you're thinking, when did these songs, you know, come into power? Uh, when were these groups popular? And sometimes I'm pretty good at saying, yeah, that was 1970. Kind of, that was 1972 or 60. Sure, sure. I'm usually within three or four years of, of right. what it is. As long as it kind of is fits in the era, it's it's unless it's for a specific trivia question. We're going to take a uh, quick break. You're listening to The Lighter Side of Dark, Episode 104, final episode of Season 8. We're going to take a month off. Why? Because we deserve it. A lot of work goes into this podcast. Sometimes we put minutes of work into this damn thing. Seconds even. So, uh, exactly. Uh, We'll be back with our remake or not to remake. I'm going to give you a hint about mine. Give me a hint about mine. It's about the sea. Okay. Give me a hint about yours. Um, Funky. Ooh, okay. A bit funky. Okay. A bit funky. Not 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 super super, but some flair. Okay. All right. We'll we'll find out. We'll be right back. Looking for something unique for your next event? Try Game Show Party, where we bring all of the classic game shows that we've all been seeing our entire lives. Shows like Family Feud, The Really Wed Game, Match Game, Pyramid, Wheel of Fortune, Fun Style Jeopardy, and many, many more. Game Show Party brings the full size TV style game show to your next event. Great for fundraisers or parties. So for more information, check out GameShowParty.com or call 727-531-8880 and book your new game show event today.
this episode, our vast musical knowledge will determine whether a song should have been remade or should have been left alone. We call it remake or not to remake. That is the question. We depend on you, our listeners, to vote on our Facebook page and tell us whether or not it should have been remade. All right, what uh, what did we have last week on our remake segment? Do you remember? I don't. I don't remember. I'm going to check breakfast. <laughs> It's horrible. It's horrifying. The new diet I've been off for the last three weeks is working. I'm down 13 pounds. Three really? weeks. Yeah. Three weeks. Steak. Yeah, red, basically red meat, chicken, and green vegetables. And green vegetables. And I'm just I'm whipping up all kinds of great stuff. I went out to Cody's last night with, yes. my, with uh, my wife. I think that's who I went out with. Was it my girlfriend or my wife? Well, a really? short one. Some wife. Female. Yeah. Person. And uh, yeah. they ha- I was going to get a 24-ounce a um, ribeye. And they had two. They had a, a special for a ten ounce sirloin for thirteen for twelve ninety nine. So I said, "Just give me two specials." <laughs> he says, "Are you sure?" And so my wife looked at her and said, "He'll eat it. Don't mm. worry." So I ate them. They were really good. So there we go. Steak the steak down, down down thirteen pounds in three weeks. But the guy who told me about the diet, he said, "He goes, you're not gonna." Be hungry all the time because you can eat pretty much as much as you want as long as it's those so things. You got to stick to that. And stuff. then your body gets used to metabolizing those things, and and everything. You know, I mean, he was on five medications. Now he's on two. Wow. And this has been he's made, he's down over fifty pounds in six months. You never know until you try a particular diet or lifestyle change, whatever you want to call it. You don't really know how your body's going to respond to it. And and if this that's is why a, I'm not a big believer that all diets work for all people. They don't. It's got to work with your lifestyle. It's got to work with your schedule. It's got to work with your metabolism. Yeah, and, and everyone's different. You got to be willing to push away from the table too. There, there, there's there is some self uh, self control involved for sure. Oh, I did a uh, wedding Saturday night and. Uh, the groom wanted to dance with his daughter to uh, take on me by aha. Really? And she's like seven. He goes, this is our song. That's cute. Yeah. And I told him about us interviewing Morton Harkett. He was, he was really uh-huh. cool about that. So, yeah, last week was uh, Elvis Presley, Can't Help Falling in Love. Um, it did, it, UB40's version did better than I thought. Really? Yeah. Okay. 31%. That, did, that is higher than I So 69 to, it's basically 70, 30 when you get to it that way. I didn't okay. think the, the UB40 one would even have a shot. I didn't either at all. But it shows you why we ask these questions. Yeah. And yours, um, Mad World. Mad World. Yes, yes. that's right. Julie. Mad World uh, was the newer Gary version. Jules and uh, the uh, Tears for Fears. Yeah. The, the newer, the, the newer the version, remake. the newer, darker uh, yes. remake one, almost the same as Elvis. It was sixty-five, thirty-five. Okay. So. Yeah. I, I got to admit, I like the newer version. It's a little it captures it. It it takes what what Tears for Fears wrote and it it gives it. Like it kind of makes. Well, we talked about it. It was, kind, it of, it was kind of ethereal. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of kind of dark. In a and and it's hard to, to capture that mood, but they did it, and the lyrics fit. Just kind of like how with Chris Stapleton, how how he mixed. What you said, I think it's a mashup of uh, I'd rather go blind and Tennessee whiskey. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And it's interesting how just making taking two existing things and putting them together, it's like a chocolate peanut butter that no one knew was sitting right there. Yep. And I'll sometimes you, it works. I'll tell you what I'm going to do here. I'm gonna, After I do my... Uh, after I do my Make or Remake, we're going to play those two songs and okay. see how much they're like. All right, so uh, my remake, uh, the original... Mm-hmm. 
the original Sea of Love. The original by Phil Phillips. Phil Phillips. Not Philip Phillips. Yes. He would have been an embryo long before that. Phil Phillips. And it's just... The recording quality is not that great. And it's basically uh, uh, somebody on a piano going... All the way through. Pretty pretty uh, standard. And, and I would say, listening to if, if somebody was singing that, a karaoke thing, I'd say, dude, that's out of your range. You shouldn't be singing that song. No. It's just not a real good quality. Now you bring in Robert Plant and a full orchestra for this version. Hmm. Much cleaner. Now, was this featured in a movie just out of curiosity? You know, I feel like it could have been if it wasn't. I guess, yeah, we can verify. Because maybe it sounds so clean, I almost picture it in a movie. Yep, it was in a movie called, strangely enough, Sea of Love. With, uh, with Al Pacino. Al, Al Pacino. Yeah, Al Pacino. I remember that. And Ellen Barkin. Yes. And Samuel L. Jackson was in it. Why? Because he's in everything. Because he's in everything. He literally is. He's in every movie and every show from the 70s onward. And we just didn't know it. So here's that. We released one. I just loved it in Ted. He's like, so your name is uh, Samantha L. Jackson? Sam, Samuel Jackson? Like the actor? She goes, who? Is there an actor like that? What's he been in? Everything. I love Ted. They're doing Ted three. Oh, they they are they are doing Ted three. I'm pretty excited about yeah, that. So yeah, my my uh, remake or not to remake is Phil Phillips the original. Terrible, Terrible. Honey Drippers. Robert Plant uh, when he was had gone uh, solo from uh, Zeppelin. Um, also, that was uh, the same album that they did uh, Rocket at Midnight. Okay. By the Honey Drippers. Interesting. You remember that, don't you? I do. Oh, okay. So uh, that's my remake or not to remake. That'll be on our. Facebook page, you guys can cast your votes accordingly, and we'll even put a poll uh, up on our pot, um, Spotify, so you can vote there. Poll up, Your poll up. has to do with funk, you said. A bit of a funky sound. We were talking about little Stevie before. This is regular Stevie. This isn't like fun size Stevie? No, no, no. Tri- not trial size or fun It's size. not family size, though. Not family size. Just Stevie. Just Stephen. Just Stephen Wonder. <laughs> no, this is this is the single version, but it's pretty long intro. Higher ground. Stevie Wonder. Just that's all right. All right. Now, what year is that? That is sixty-six. Let me actually let me verify that because I'll get sixty-six or sixty-seven, maybe. Get the official release. Could have been early seventies. I think about it. Seventy-three recorded May of seventy-three. Released two months later in July of seventy-three. I was ten years old. Uh, ten. So it was probably hitting the radio waves about then. I would say. I was cool. I had an AMF radio strapped to the handlebars of my bike. That's how you do it. Yeah. Slap some batteries in that sun bitch. Have to worry about charging up. Drive around. You know, we've gotten so spoiled. Like I, I could listen to any song I wanted, any time, and it sounds so good. 
now, and I get so spoiled, but you had to do what you had to do. By the way, would would you like to join me in telling all the people that are telling us vinyl is going to come back that they're stupid? Vinyl's always been around. You yeah, know, it's just kind of like it's, vinyl, a, it's vinyl, a niche thing. Vinyl, vinyl died in the mid-90s, and right. it's okay for it to die. It's a niche thing that some people like, but it's never going to take come it, back and take over. It's not better than no. CDs. It's not better than no, MP3s. It's, it's not. It's That's just a hipster not. attitude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like to go to swap, swap these at flea markets and buy yeah. these old albums, man. I just love the sound of the needle on the record to pop it in the crowd. You're so yeah. stupid. I mean, if that's what they want, then that, then you can produce it and promote it as such. And there are people that might appreciate it, but I... What I said to those stupid-ass people, oh, you be sure to take your horse and carriage to the flea market. Because right. riding in a horse and carriage, that's a lot more cooler, the sounds I, and I just stuff. want it to sound good. I just want Whatever. the quality to be right, and I want it to be easy to, to work with. And those. All right, so that was the original. Let's hear the... Now, we've got the uh, flea going crazy there in the background. <laughs> RHCP, baby. That means red hot chili peppers. In case you didn't notice, flea or RHCP. some of that spirit Red Eye Chili Peppers have a little funk in there and their uh, a little funky flair in there too but made it definitely more straightforward rock and it just works for the song 89 1989 was this version Higher Ground Higher Ground so your choices are uh, Stephen Stephen Wonder Stephen Wonder <laughs> Stefan Wonder or, or some guy that basically runs around half naked on stage mm-hmm. slapping a guitar Flea and mm-hmm. the Red Hot Chili Peppers. We were talking about uh, Tennessee whiskey. I'd rather go blind. Yes. Out. Somebody had the right melody and somebody had the right lyrics, yep. and they were meant to be married together. And I'm going to tell you, I've had luck with that as a sl- as a slow song. It, it's a great. It's become a really great slow. I song. I don't think it's that easy to dance to. But I, I don't either. Just like it's they love kind it, of though. country blues. I think what it is is it's so slow that even people who can't dance or aren't comfortable dancing will just spin in a little circle slowly and feel comfortable with it. And here's Radical Blonde. And I saw you. Eddie James. And that girl talking. But Stapleton always loved this melody and this song. And he always loved the lyrics of the other song. In my soul. George Jones wrote writing the lyrics. So. Oh, man. But That's, what a great mashup. When, I, when, when somebody told me about that, I didn't figure it out myself. I didn't put two and two together because I don't do new math. Um, yeah. I, I, but it just that is it. so cool. Yep, and it's a, and just a, a really it makes it both sound very classy. Now I have a challenge for you before next season. Sure. To to write the theme song "Milk on Ampane." <laughs> I'll, so I'll, I'll, I'll gotta do find a the karaoke track. That, I'll, maybe I'll we'll use "I'd bit. Rather Go Blind." Milk on the plane. <laughs> we'll see what we can. Uh, Saw you uh, drinking some of the milk on, on the, the airplane. On the airplane. I'd rather go airplane. You as sour as <laughs> sour as milk. This is terrible. Sorry in advance. Oh my God! So much fun. So uh, yeah, we're gonna be back. Our uh, our final Mount Rushmore. 
is overdressed pop stars. <laughs> overdressed. So basically, we're talking about wild dress. Yeah, we're talking crazy. about. You know, attention-seeking, wild, large—not not the actual singers themselves and their songs, but how they dressed Just, and how they uh, yeah, performed. Some, I got you. I got you. That's got to be. Yeah, that's an interesting conversation piece because I could think of a few loud personalities, and I don't mean with their voice. Amen. Right back your way. Coming back, everybody. everyone, it's Soleo from the lighter side of dark. Let's be honest, 2020 has not been a lot of fun so far, and we could all probably use some laughs. When I need some laughs, my favorite place in the world to be is at Side Splitters Comedy Club in Tampa, Florida. Live stand-up comedy every Wednesday through Sunday night. Nationally touring acts, there's even acts you've probably never heard of that are hilarious. If you've never seen a live stand-up show, I want you to go. They are so much different in person and they are so much better you feel the energy you really feel like you're part of something special sidesplitterscomedy.com you can get your tickets online you can pick out your seats online so you can sit wherever you want if you want to be in the back because you're afraid that's fine you can do that go to sidesplitterscomedy.com and grab your tickets today Side Splitters Comedy Club presents our Mount Rushmore segment, where Paul and Rob talk about the top four in any number of categories and themes. Thank you, Dave. We are doing uh, the category and theme this week of uh, singers or performers who are known for their extravagant, elaborate dress. But before we do that, we forgot to tell people who was at the split last week. We did. And Bobby was pissed, so we got to get this right. Who's at the slit this week, Silvio? So, well, because we're doing this uh, late, we may not get this in time. So I'll mention uh, the March 10th and 11th weekend, it's going to be Bob Kelly. Um, However, you may not listen to this in time. So I'll mention next week instead. I like that because we'll be off next week. Right. March 17th and 18th. That's very conscientious of you. I try. Yeah. You're so sweet I get a cavity just being in the same room with you. Uh, Annie Lederman. Uh, Annie is a stand-up comedian, podcaster. Oh, my goodness. You're kidding. It's almost like everyone has a podcast. Co-host Everybody's of, not good, though. That's true. Trash Tuesdays is hers. Um, so uh, she does that along with her friends, uh, uh, Kay Lacoon and Esther Pavitsky. Uh, Pavitsky, when she's not hosting podcasts, she's chatting with her friends. She's appeared on Joe Rogan Experience, The Church with Joey Diaz, What the Fuck with Mark Maron, among many others. WTF with Mark Maron. Yep. Um, so, yeah, she'll be here March 17th, 18th. So if you're going to be out next weekend, go check out Annie. All right, there we go. That's who is at the split. So now we are talking about uh, singers, performers, who are known for their crazy, outlandish outfits and attire. You want to go first or you want me to? Uh, you go first. I'm curious to see who you're David gonna... Bowie. David... Yeah. Oh, yeah. David, David Bowie. David Bowie, people. So great. 
such a performer. Really, like, uh, he's one of those people, I would say, he's an artist, if I were to have to classify him. Mu musician, yes, but more than that. Actor. Risk, risk taker. Fashion icon. Ball. Like, he had balls, man. He does. Yes, David Bowie, um, he was nicknamed the star, star Child or Something Child. Star or something. Oh, um... What about, why, why am I drawing a blank on that? From uh, Life on Mars. Hang on. Yeah. It's escaping both of us. Yes. Ziggy Stardust. Ziggy That's Stardust. I knew. Can't I believe it. Star or something. Sitting here glowing, praise, heaping praise on him. Oh, I don't even know. But yeah, I think that's a great choice. Yeah, when he was uh, basically, he was kind of androgynous in a way. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I would say that is because women wanted to be with him and guys wanted to be him. And I have a feeling he had plenty of fun with both. I just kind of get that yes. feeling. He was like, he was Whatever. married to a supermodel. Right, if I remember correctly, mm -hmm. she was black, right? Or she was, was it Iman that it was? Yeah, 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 yeah. He liked. It. He was. He had very exotic tastes all over the place, yeah. though. Like really, he was one of those unique people who just kind of saw everything all at once. And you know, even if you listen to his music, it's he could write for certain styles. Like I, had, I all I can tell you is he. If somebody says glam rock, yeah, yeah, he's the first name that comes to my mind. I think that's a good an apt way to to sort of introduce him in a, if you have to sum him up in a couple of words. Yeah. Glam, glam rock. Glam rock. And, and, and he's an innovator in that field in, in a lot of ways. He's kind of, when you think of rock star, like uh, they just dress how they want, they just do what they want. There also has to be some method to that madness, though. I think yeah. the, the, the true greats yeah, have I think that. when we're carving his face up on Mount Rushmore, we do it to the side where he's got that really cool haircut with the Z on the side of his head cut into it with various uh, clippers kind of like what you did with your face this week right whoops chop now i get to see if i have a neck <laughs> so we got david bowie as the first head being carved on the mount rushmore of elaborately dressed singer slash performers yes. you're next boy this is tougher than i thought i'm looking at a list of all these people who really really love attention um and i'm trying to think if i want to go old or new school i was you know, I was going to say Lady Gaga, but I'm trying to think lately if she's been dressing like that outrageously or not. Like, remember the meat dress and all of the, that stuff? But I don't know if she does that anymore. But I guess the same could be said for Elton John, who is one of my other thoughts. But he doesn't do that either anymore. But at one time, that was kind of like... Oh, no, the 70s, man. Yeah, like yeah. you had to do something to stand out. That was going to be my choice, was Elton, because all I picture is that crazy hat, the glasses. Coming out there in the L.A. Dodgers all-sequin uniform. Yes, the sequin. And we always had the huge glasses and big feather boas and stuff. Just sort of almost like the wrestler approach. Just be crazy peacock. As loud as possible. You just said cock. 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 Calm down, Lewis. But, you know, why would a rock star wear a feather boa? Why would a wrestler wear a feather boa? draws attention it's dramatic it's weird exactly prince could wear a bow and no one would bat an eye yep cravat <laughs> I, I i i thought about putting prince on the list but he though he did always dress 
unique. He kind of had his own style and yeah. stuck to his style. So I would yeah. say he might be his... But he was such a mover and shaker on stage, he couldn't be in a lot of crazy right. elaborate costumes. Right, it wasn't for him, it wasn't about... He was, again, he's another guy I'd consider an artist, more so than just a musician, even though he was an exceptional musician like Bowie, could write anything. I watched that man run in nine-inch right. yellow stilettos and never and slide right. and... You can see why he was on pills and, and pain pills towards the end because he would dedicate everything to the show and to the craft. Yep. And the best ones do, you know. Next fall, we are going to Minnesota and going to take my son to a Minnesota Vikings game because nice. he always wants to see the Vikings play. And while my wife and I are there, we're going over to uh, Chanhassen and go to uh, see uh, Paisley Park. Very nice. Yeah, that's. I mean, on your front, bucket that's, list. That's like Elvis and going to Graceland. Graceland for you, yeah. yeah, kind of. Paisley Park. I forgot he had that sort of a state uh, with the name. You know, not everyone. You got to be a certain level of fame. You got Dollywood. You had uh, Neverland. You had, uh, you know, Elvis had Graceland. He had Paisley Park. There's only a handful that get to say, no, no, no. This is my compound, and I'm naming it this. You have to have kind of a certain mystique. To, to have everyone just accept that they're going to call it that. Yep. So we got uh, the second head, which will be turned slightly this way, aiming straight out with the big giant glasses. With the peacock feather. The, the feather boa, the peacock stuff. Now, the third face that I think we should carve into Mount Rushmore is Sonny's counterpart, Cher. She was one of the early oh my to do it. And when she was on the show now, Costumes. She stands perfectly still. My father married a the costumes weigh 40 pounds. Me. Right. My mother's people were ashamed of me. The Indians said that I was white by law. The white man always called me Indian Squaw. Half breed. That's all I ever heard. Half breed. One of her. Biggest hits. You do realize that she's the only musical artist to have a top ten hit in five consecutive decades, which is really amazing. Honestly, if she could turn back time, she'd be uglier. <laughs> she, yeah, this was so. This was what? This was the late '80s, I think. '88. She was on the uh, battleship. She filmed the video. Yes, the with those fishnets Str- straddling, straddling cannons. It was funny because the cannon would probably go up in there and go. We got room for more cannons. What an interesting video! I, I definitely remember the, the, the. I think it was white fishnets, if I'm not mistaken. It was something she, outrageous. She had, a, she had a top ten hit in the '60s, mm-hmm. top ten hit in the '70s. This one was the top ten in the '80s. Now, how she got the '90s was believe went number one. Was it the cross- last week? Of 1999. Gotcha. So she got both decades and in one shot. The, then she got the one uh, right after that. I can't remember. Uh, it was a popular dance song by Cher uh, in the 2000s. Okay. So she's the only wow. rock star. Not Elvis, not the Beatles, not Michael Jackson. Yeah, it's amazing. It really speaks to... It takes a little bit of luck, but it takes a lot more than that to get a hit song in some capacity five decades. That's some people insane. don't live five decades. That is insane. So... It's going right. to be tough who, to top any of those. Who, Boy. Who, do you, who do you have for number four? Or are we going to start going into some honorable mentions? I think here? we might have to. Uh, you know, because I'm, I'm thinking of you've got guys like <sighs> Liberace, who had the, the, again, it was sequins. and But it was, again, he sort of stuck to those same types of 
outfits. It was outrageous, but it was a lot of the same. You'd have to class Elvis in the same manner. I think so. Elvis saw Liberace perform in the late 60s, mm-hmm. loved his performance, and that's why he had the jumpsuits made because it was literally paying homage to Liberace. Can you freaking believe it? And he's that? probably like, man, these are complicated. He's going to accommodate my, my, my peanut butter and banana she sandwich out belly. stage and she's like, my rings? <laughs> you paid for them. You paid, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I don't know if that's unique enough since since I kind of think of other people. Katy Perry dresses kind of crazy. Is it more than, I mean, I'm missing a legend. I'm trying to think of who I'm missing that. I'm trying Tina, to think of the difference Tina between Turner, style and Tina crazy. Tina Turner had wild hair. She had wild hair. And great legs. Sure. Yes. I mean, she was a dancer. The waist, the waist down, man. That that, that woman was put she was together. A, she was a, a brick house, for sure. But I'm trying to think of, was she ever known for her outfits? And I'm not sure. Hair, yeah. I'm trying to differentiate between style and wild outfits. Would you consider Freddie Mercury maybe he'd wear like a crew neck t-shirt and some crazy flared out sparkly pant thing and god knows what else probably wild sunglasses I think there's probably he's one of those guys who dressed however the hell he wanted like like a Bowie like a let's see I'm gonna look we're, we're gonna Check out some. I, I this is outfits. the one. This is the one you're missing. Ready? One, two, three, four. Michael Jackson. Yeah, I, I mean the, the the jacket, the glove. This is it. Here I stand. What besides that? The- I mean, if you think about it, he's the one that made tight pants and penny loafers cool. Secret jacket, the yeah. one glove, the yeah. hat. So and then, then the but, next time you see him, he's dressed like uh, general, right? With, all, with the big epaulets on the shoulders. Next time he's dressed like Mayor McCheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for those, those of you things, going, well, who's Mayor McCheese? Just hit that on your phone. Uh, your phone will tell you. The good old days of McDonald's playgrounds. Uh, yeah, I forgot about those things with, with the the, 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 the epaulets, the, yeah. the shoulder pad things. Um, maybe you know. Again, I'm trying to differentiate between. Unique style and crazy outfits. That, that's mean, pretty Lady crazy. Gaga, Lady Gaga wears some crazy stuff when she performs. She does. There's no doubt about that. Um, and people like Katy Perry and Pink. Yeah. Pink does like acrobatics and yeah. stuff, I found out. I didn't realize she was all into that. My goodness. So I, I don't know who. I'm having trouble. If I have to pick from that, maybe MJ, but um, that's tough. This was less obvious to me. Yeah. Three came to mind almost immediately. Right. The ones we talked about. Those three. You, you can't say Whitney because she always was stripped down into a, basically a ball gown. And yeah. Most of things. Except in the movie My Bodyguard, she had a couple different outfits uh, in in there. Yeah. Looking at some Freddie Mercury pictures. I mean, he dressed some had some outrageous outfits here or there. So. <laughs> the one where he's wearing the big uh, royal robe and the, mm-hmm. the king crown. He, here he looks like something out Yellow of... Yellow uh, leather. But then he also just wore wife beaters. That's that's the thing. He he did he did that a lot. Um, even if he wore crazy pants, sometimes just a wife beater. And again, I, I he probably hot as hell. Probably just helps. You just want to be able to perform and not die. So he had a lot of open chested things. It's as much fashion as it is. I don't want to sweat to death when I'm running around the stage because 
boy, could he well. Oh, no doubt about that. So, try to think if there's, uh, I mean, as far as outlandish performers, you could put Jerry Lee Lewis in there. You could put Little Richard in there, but they didn't exactly, they weren't known for their outfits. For the outfits. They were known, known for their. That's what I'm trying to isolate, style. and I'm having trouble uh, thinking. Like, if we were to ask someone on the street, Maybe a good family feud question. It might be a, a singer yeah. who's a singer who's famous for outlandish. famous for wild outfits. Yeah. And that, that, I think they'd get the three like we are, but the fourth and fifth one might be a little. We bit, might be struggling here, so I don't know if there's a definitive answer. But I'm trying to trying to like process of elimination. Get well, on your great and glorious Google. What what did it list for? people for them with uh, yeah let's them are people with those uh, outlandish outfits outrageous singers craziest outfits i want psychotic outfits while paul is uh doing that i want to remind everybody that uh season nine uh is going to start again in about a month or so so uh stay excited out there if you want a sticker we'll send you two different stickers the try some lsd or the Stupid Should Hurt Milk on Apain uh, sticker, you can send a self-addressed stamped envelope to 4142 Mariner Boulevard, Box 113, Spring Hill, Florida, 34609. You can uh, send us an email at listener at lightersideofdark.com. We are on uh, Facebook, Lighter Side of Dark Podcast. Uh, our website is up. We're going to get it updated for those of you uh, that are complaining about that. And next season, a couple new segments replacing uh, the year in review will be We Want the Funk. All right, we're going to be talking funk bands in season number nine. We might even keep that one going for a while because that's like one of my favorite types of music is funk. Yeah. And uh, sexy songs, songs that were basically either made to uh, bump and grind or to literally go do the horizontal bop. Uh, Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. And talk to you like Barry White at the beginning Mm -hmm. of all his songs. Hey, baby, hand me those ketchup packets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anything? Madonna? I'm not seeing anyone jump out more than someone else. That's the problem. I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking about it. She had some pointy Vogue titties, and and that's something interesting. And then she also also came out in real tight corsets, and the times Mm -hmm. she wore the leather with the gloves with the fingers cut out. She, She was known to sort of shock to get attention and then run with it a bit. Yeah, I think I think um, we just found our fourth. Maybe I think we just found our. And fourth. she's been around a long time. Is kind of uh, another example of cranking out hit after I hit think after she's hit. She's like my age, isn't she? Like fifty-eight. Let me see exactly. Yeah. Well, let's see what they say yeah. she is, because you know. Don't look at a current picture, because you'll go. It's sad. If, if you literally, if you look at a, a current picture of her, she's <laughs> she's sixty-four. Really? Yeah. But she got the work. She she passed that threshold of instead of aging gracefully, started doing stuff. And now she looks, yeah. Oh, she's frightened. I hate when they do it. Fillers or, or whatever they do. But it all looks the same. It all looks like clownish and swollen. <laughs> yeah. And hot dog lips. It's weird. <laughs> just just be you. Look at Helen Mirren. She let herself age gracefully. If she got any work done, it was very tasteful. You right. know, she didn't go nuts. Just age gracefully. I mean, to... uh, we just lost Raquel Welch a couple weeks ago, right? And she had had work done, but it, right? But it was it was done well. Yeah. You, Some you, people, you, you never know who's going to fall off the wagon. Like all of a sudden, I don't know if you've seen um, uh, what's if her Dolly name? Parton gets another facelift, she'll have a goatee. <laughs> Follow what I'm saying? She's going to pull that that swatch right up there. 
Yeah, a lot of them are guilty of that. Even our, our president's got the uh, yeah, the old tight eyes. Lionel Richie too. They're they're all guilty of the face stuff. Well, he had to get facial reconstruction when he cheated on his first wife. She hit him right in the face with a tire iron, <laughs> messed him up. He was out of commission for I think a year. Wow. Hit him with a tire iron. Bam. Damn. Every time I hear that song, sail on down the line. Half a mile or so. My wife done broke my nose because she Damn. caught me cheating. That's cold. I think that was the second verse of that song. Bam. Yeah. Tire iron. That's vicious. Picked up. That's like a clue murder weapon. Yeah. Level. That's it's like on. I that think level. women walk towards me where the only thing missing in their hand was tire iron. <laughs> Probably. So yeah, I think we got our four. Uh, we definitely got to have uh, Elton John. Definitely got to be up there. Uh, Cher. Absolutely, positively, got to be up there. David Bowie. I say David Bowie's got to be up there, and I think Madonna is the best best choice. I think because because then you know without the Madonna, there's no Katy Perry, Lady Gaga. So I think she because Michael Jackson moved too much. Prince moved too much right. to be in restrictive. And that's the thing is they, like they, they had some outrageous moments they did, but I, I like you're saying they were known for performing and needed to get around and and dance a bit. Whereas someone like uh, Madonna danced too, but. But she was able to get the outrageousness into some of those sexiness, like sexy outfits. Like, this, you know, again, the pointy breasts for Vogue. It was weird. Everybody remembers it, though. Yep. It's like, oh, yeah, you put your eye out with those things. What the hell is she doing? <laughs> what a way to go. Dominatrix I mean, in, in her prime, you know, they did a survey on Oh, MTV. absolutely. You know, they asked, uh, you know, who would sleep with Madonna? 50% of men said they would, and the other 50% were lying. I mean, she was known for her sexuality. That's why it's it's sad but not surprising that she's done all this work because she's losing the one thing that is her identity. And then uh, her, youth. her daughter, Lord. Lord's Maria. Lord's whatever. Lord's Oof. Maria. Again. Lord's Leon. I mean, she doesn't shave her armpit. She looks like she's got Willie Nelson. Oh, she oh, it looks like what? she's got Willie Nelson in a headlock. I mean, it's just really... It's Boy, bad. that's got to be a weird upbringing. Madonna's your mom. And was... I don't know, was that Sean or Guy Ritchie? Was that... This, Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie was the dad. Okay. I, I One of my track. favorite things was, well, would Sean, Sean... The best thing Sean Penn ever did was Madonna in <laughs> prime. Pretty much. But who knew that one wasn't going to work? Oh, yeah. Who, who'd ever... Well, doggone it. We just, we just finished season eight. Can you believe it? Wow. We've Imagine. done over 100 of these. 104 of them. You are still borderline ready to get out of jail uh, you're at seven days i'm at nine so we we might get out of jail in season it's only been a couple of years but you know then we will retire the florida man game we'll have to figure something else out to, we to put it in the mail send it, to it, send it to another group doing a podcast yeah. some fun stuff see how well they say do we've it. done it we can't do anymore we're over so we're going to be taking a month off gang so uh you uh, if you want in your board go back and listen to uh season two, three, and four. It'll keep you uh, occupied. There's plenty of uh, great uh, podcasts and information out there. Uh, also, at season number nine, we may have an actual live location to do a podcast Ooh, live. Live podcast. I'm talking, Exciting. I'm in negotiations with Smokin' Oak Pizza up on State Road 50. Very nice. All we have to do is set up in there, live crowd. We do our thing, but we have we get to play, we'll get to play music for people and promote spec. That would be so much fun. Absolutely. We'd, we'd have a blast. So, gang, that, uh, that's going to wrap up Season 8. We'll be back with uh, Season 9 or Episode 105 going forward. Uh, at that point, we're going to try to try to do it that way. And uh, I'd like to thank Dave Anthony for being here with us, as always. And, uh, Solio, it's been a pleasure working with me. Hasn't it, though? It certainly has. We'll see everybody at Season 9. Bye.
The Lighter Side of Dark is a brainchild of DJs Rob Smith and Paul Solio and is meant for the sole purpose of entertainment, merely opinions of our host and not meant to be taken seriously. Written and produced by Paul Solio and Rob Smith. Edited by Rob Smith, announcer Dave Anthony. Original music provided by Seth Book and a local Tampa band, Noodles Magoo. You may visit the website at www.lightersideofdark.com or visit on Facebook at the Lighter Side of Dark podcast, available on most podcast formats and services. For sponsorship interest, please email at listener at lightersideofdark.com. Recorded at the Fame DJ School Studios in Spring Hill, Florida. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please go back and start from the beginning of the series. We appreciate your following our show.